Welcome to Lift Off with Energizing Results, the podcast that can help you become a better partner in your family and a self-propelled leader with inner certainty in your business. Now, here's your host, Uwe Dockhorn. Welcome to Liftoff with Energizing Results. Let me start with an invitation for you before we dive in. This is a safe and neutral space here. The more open and honest you answer the questions that will come up to yourself, the more effective this will be for you. Sound good? Okay, here we go today. I'm very excited to introduce you to Mark Lesser. How are you doing, Mark? And where are you hanging out right now? <laughs> I am right now in beautiful Missoula, Montana. Wonderful. It's a pleasure having you on the show, Mark. It's good to be good to really good to be here. Wonderful. Mark Lesser is an executive coach and Zen teacher. He founded and was CEO of three companies and has an MBA degree from New York University. Finding Clarity is his fifth book. And I think your mission to build vibrant relationships, thriving workplaces, and a meaningful life, I think it's just remarkable. Again, very thankful I can talk to you today, Mark. <laughs> Lovely to be here. Yeah, that's uh there's an awful lot I, 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 in reading reading the papers and there's an awful lot of cynicism in the world hmm. and um, the idea the idea the outrageous idea of a thriving workplace and yet yeah, yeah I know we'll talk more about that we're working on it we're working on it. <laughs> making it thriving so thriving is better than surviving right you know <laughs> so Definitely. Okay, let's get to it. So who's your ideal client and what's the biggest challenge they face? You know, I, I love that question. And at the moment, I have several ideal clients. Mm -hmm. um, one, one client that I have is a, um, a socially responsible bank um, that um, has the mission of trying to change how the world views and works with money, using money as a source of good. Again, easy to be cynical about that. Um, mm. And yet I think they, they really have such a, um, a genuine mission. It's a company that um, they have, uh, I think they're up to about 300 employees right now. Mm -hmm. And, and the, it's the ideal condition in that I get to work with the CEO and the leadership team and do things for the entire company. And they, mm -hmm. they've actually embraced, uh, interesting, you know, my, my book, Finding Clarity is about compassionate accountability. And the book came out of working with that company because they've embraced <laughs> compassionate accountability as the, you know, the kind of culture that they want to create. And, oh, and, what, and, and, and the problem, yeah, and the problem, yeah, the problem is, I would say, you know, cynicism that, mm. that we, we humans, we humans are, we have many, many ways, I think, that we protect ourselves. And a really good one in the workplace is doubt and cynicism. Mm. And to, and to not believe that anyone can be genuine. And, and that's that's a super interesting one, you know, because it's hard. It's hard to be genuine, I think, in the world of money, hierarchy, power. So this this is my, you know, one one of my missions is to, um, you know, I think I think back to the work I used to do a lot of work with Google engineers, and and uh, one of the expressions that they used is that 
our work together was a way of taking off their game faces, right? Mm. The game face was the face of co competition, doubt, mm -hmm. cynicism, and be more real, be more genuine, be more mm -hmm. childlike in a certain way. And I think that's the, that's the, so I think that's the challenge is how to, um, how to find that place of trust and genuineness in the midst of, of real challenges. Yeah, these are real challenges and uh, they are contemporary, but, you know, they always come come back uh, to us and haunt us to some extent. So, and, you know, the last time I checked, we are all humans, right? <laughs> Hopefully. So what are common mistakes your clients typically make when trying to solve these challenges? Yeah, I think that um, as humans, um, again, I think the mistake is... Um, not allowing ourselves to be more open and vulnerable and instead protecting ourselves, feeling that we mm. need to protect ourselves. And the best way to protect yourself is to blame others, you know, mm. is to look, is to look outside at what others are doing wrong. And of course, you know, we, we need to do that. We need to look at and, and make assessments, but there's something about having the, uh, the self-awareness, the insight, the vulnerability to start with, what can I do differently? What can I do differently mm. to make this a, a more genuine, thriving, effective mm. workplace? Starting, start yeah. with me. And, and that's hard. Yeah, I, I believe that totally. And so uh, uh, playing the, the, the blame game with a face game, so to speak. So that's not... Yeah, the know, blame game, want. you know, the political game. And, and it very mm. easily leads to the giving up game. Oh, it's never going to mm. change. It's never going to change here. Never going to change here. Well, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's good uh, to, to address the issues here. So before I ask Mark, what is one valuable free action that our audience can easily implement? Let me quickly say something here to our audience. If you are enjoying the show so far, please rate and recommend us to someone you think could benefit from the show. Thank you in advance for spreading the word. So, Mark, what is one valuable free action that our audience can implement that will help with these challenges? Yeah, there's many, but one the one that comes to mind. It's funny. I totally, um, I totally uh, prepared and didn't prepare for for this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, go on a walk every day, mm -hmm. in which you see things through the lens of never having seen them before. Mm try seeing things as new. I mean, look at a tree as though you're seeing it for the first time. Look at the grass, look at the sky. Um, and then maybe try looking at yourself and the people around you uh, through that same lens. So I think this is a, a, uh, a practice that I think is uh, an antidote, an antidote to cynicism and um, yeah. a concretized way of looking at the world. And yeah, seeing things as fresh, as a, as a practice. I think it's beautiful, but I think it's also challenging to look at yourself as if you were looking at yourself for the first time. So, so what what do you what do you share with your uh, with your clients uh, to to start getting into that? Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I had I had lunch yesterday with a a CEO here in Montana, and um, you know who was saying how she feels. She, like she's just working all the time and 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 I asked her the question like if you had if you were to take a three-month sabbatical 
what would you do? How, what would you, how would you, I mean, she, I think a lot of people have trouble even asking the question, what's really important? What really matters? How do I really want to spend my time? Or, or another CEO who, who was yearning to go on sabbatical. And my, my uh, suggestion to him was go now, like mm -hmm. keep, keep, you can keep working, but try on the mindset that you're on sabbatical. Mm -hmm. This is the, this is like, you know, it's a good trick and not everyone can do it, but it is, he, he completely said, I could feel the wow, like you're right. Mm -hmm. I, I can, I don't have to be pushing myself instead. I can, it's a different way of working. It's working with a sense of spaciousness. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I feel really lucky, you know, I feel like, um, you know, uh, I've never, I, I've never really had a job in my life. I've always, um, I've always either started companies or been uh, a coach and consultant, but even, you know, and it's harder, it's harder in the CEO role, but I've always felt like um, life is too short to not be uh, on continuous sabbatical. Hmm. Go over again, going deep here. So thank you for sharing that already. Love it, <laughs> Mark. So I want to give you also the platform to share where people can find you, but also what is one valuable free resource that you can direct people to that will help with that, but also with that uh, uh, from a bigger perspective. Well, you know, of course, there's my latest book, Finding Clarity. Yes. <laughs> um, which is about compassionate accountability. But I have to say, I've been surprised how often Recently, I've been recommending the book Zen Mind, Beginner's Mind to CEOs and leaders. And it's a sign of how much the world has changed in that. Because um, uh, really, you know, uh, you know, Zen, Zen to me is just a, um, a placeholder for being fully human. Mm. Zen, this thing that we call Zen just asks the question, what does it mean to be fully human in all our activities at work? Mm in relationship at home and um yeah and and there's something about uh i think that book uh, zen mind beginner's mind by shinru suzuki works if you're a complete beginner and know nothing about what zen is or what non-dual practice is and it works if you've been studying and practicing your entire life it's a mm. it's a it's a kind of um surprising book to me that way that i'm I find myself uh, rereading and learning from and teaching from. It's, uh, I think it's interesting how, uh, probably also surprising how we can always come back also to kind of like, because we shared earlier before we get on uh, on the call, kind of like where you said like, so yeah, you know, going back all these years when you first stepped into that Zen center in San Francisco, and you're still there. So kind of like, so that's what you said. And I think it's, it's just so powerful how it all goes in circles in our lives. Mm -hmm. So thank you for that and sharing. Mm -hmm. And of course, we put everything in the show notes and definitely check out uh, Mark's book, uh, Finding Clarity. So Mark, what's the one question I should have asked you that will be of great value to our audience? How about, um, what is meditation anyhow? <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> or, or what is this? I keep hearing this 
mindfulness <laughs> thing, meditate, and what it, what are these things? And exactly. So let now finally we get an answer. <laughs> so please. <laughs> well, well, in some way, I already gave the answer. Um, mm. And I mean, again, there's you know we could talk for a long time about these these topics, but there is something about what I my the practice I recommended earlier about uh, seeing things as fresh. You know, be, and and because in truth, everything is fresh. We don't have to make it up. It's mm. it's our um, it's our patterns and habits, and uh, you know, from neuro, neuroscience has a lot to say about the predicting brain, right? That we we we're, we're incredible predictors and storytellers. So it takes practice, I think, to let go of of that some and to come back to reality come back to mm -hmm. you know the the reality of impermanence the reality mm -hmm. of um self and selflessness uh, mm -hmm. one of my favorite um zen teachings which i think is a, a great leadership teaching is um you know the practice of studying the self and going beyond the self mm -hmm. so so in some way um this practice of seeing things as fresh, seeing ourselves as fresh is, can be both um, understanding what, what, what we hold on to, what gets mm. and what gets in the way and a little bit, a little bit of letting go, a little bit of letting go again. Well, like I, I think it's, it's, it's more than letting go because at the core of my methodology is letting go and letting in. So, and it's a, it's a two part mechanism. So it's always happening at the same time. So you can't yes. avoid, you know, or you, you can't just be stuck in letting go, yeah, yes. but you have to let go in order to let in. Right. <laughs> yes. Yes. No, that's good. I like, you know, yeah, I, I've been, um, writing a lot about, it reminds me of the qualities of uh, searching and finding, hmm. right? Searching, you know, what it, what it is we're looking for is a kind of letting go, and then finding is a kind of letting letting it in, letting in. Absolutely, yeah. I can agree more with that. So, well, uh, thank you for your amazing uh, insights already, Mark. And this brings me to my final question for today. It's a personal one. When was the last time you experienced goosebumps with your family? And why? I'm pretty lucky. I get to experience goosebumps quite a bit because um, <laughs> I'm here in Montana with my uh, my grown daughter, who I get to see as a mother, which is mm. kind of amazing. You know, mm. I still see her. You know, the it's amazing how much I can still see and feel her as a little girl growing and all that time of, of her growing up and very special relationship. And now uh, seeing how she is discovering herself and connecting with her two, two little boys here. And it's a, it gives me goosebumps quite, quite often. Mission accomplished. <laughs> So thank you for sharing this beautiful goosebumps moment, Mark. And also thank you for our conversation. It was a pleasure talking to you and I appreciate very much the knowledge and insights you share with us today. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. It was my pleasure. Thank you for listening. And as always, energizing results for you and your loved ones. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend on Apple Podcasts, 
Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more great information at uve.corn.com.